take your Bibles or your apps or whatever you read on, and I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Uh, if you're not familiar with where Matthew is located in the Bible, what I'd ask you to do right now is turn to the table of contents. You're going to find there that the Bible is broken up into two main sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. So what I want you to do is uh, locate the New Testament, it's there that you'll find the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew is the first book in that second section, the New Testament. So find the book of Matthew and turn to chapter 5. Now, as you're turning there, uh, let me tell you, I am uh, one of those people that is a huge fan of bacon. Uh, I think bacon makes almost everything better. Uh, I, I would eat bacon with almost any meal. It's good on salads. It's good with steak, with chicken. It's good all by itself. It's good for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, it's good for a snack. It just, it's perfect food. It's, it's excellent. It's everything that I want uh, in food. But what makes bacon so delicious? What, what is it? What's, what's the flavor that makes bacon something that I love? Well, it's the saltiness. It's that, that unique saltiness that bacon has. And, and you can agree or disagree with me about bacon, but one of the aspects that is irrefutable is that bacon without its salty taste would probably be quite disgusting. Bacon, it needs saltiness in order to have the delicious flavor that it has. And today we're actually going to be looking at saltiness today. So take your Bibles and look with me again at Matthew chapter 5. We're going to begin in verse 13. Matthew 5 verse 13. It says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall it its saltiness be restored. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Uh, amazing passage today. We've got a lot to talk about in this particular passage, but the focus here is on salt and light. So, so it's saying be salt, be light. Well, well, let's talk about salt and light for just a moment because I think it's important for us to understand the importance and the value that salt and light had in Jesus's time when he makes this statement. So let's talk about salt for a moment. Salt was very valuable in Jesus's time. It wasn't just an item that was used to bring flavor to food, but it was also an item that was used to preserve food. They would pack meat uh, and different items in salt, and the salt itself would preserve that food. Salt in Jesus' day and time was so valuable that in many circumstances, it was used as currency. They would use salt as money to pay people with. And so salt is so valuable. Now look with me at verse 13, the passage that talks about salt. It says, says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness 
be restored. It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Now, I want to focus for a moment on that that phrase, that second phrase there in verse 13. uh, But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? The phrase there, now the the New Testament, uh, the book of Matthew was written in the Greek language. And if you go back and read the Greek, the original language of the Bible, you're going to find the phrase lost its taste. Uh, in the the second section of verse 13. It lost its taste. Actually, that Greek word for that that phrase actually has two meanings. And I think this is fascinating. First off, it can mean uh, for something to lose its saltiness or its flavor. Uh, and so if, if something that they had salt that, that wasn't high quality and over time, if moisture got into it, it would literally lose its salty taste and people would just throw it out because at that point it's completely useless. Um, and so the phrase can mean that, but I think it's interesting that the second meaning that this phrase can have, and it, this meaning is used elsewhere in the New Testament, uh, the m- second meaning is that it can mean something is foolish. And so we could look at this statement in verse 13 a- and interpret it to say, but if salt has become foolish. So, so look with me again at this phrase for a moment and think about the, the implications of this. But, if you, but you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has become foolish, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. I truly think that Jesus has a double meaning here. I truly believe that, that he is talking about our witness and how we, we are seen by the world and how our, uh, our witness points people to Jesus. Um, and I think he's throwing this word in intentionally to say, don't be foolish. Don't, don't live your life in that way. I don't think it's a coincidence that that's the word that he uses there. The second illustration that's used besides salt is the illustration of light. Now, today we take light for granted because I can walk into any room in my house and flip a switch and light comes on. You know, I'm standing right now in my office and I could literally walk over to that wall right there and flip a switch and turn the lights in this room on and off. Uh, You don't see it, but behind this camera, there are large lights and those lights are controlled by switches and I can flip those switches and turn those lights on. I can turn those lights off. It's that easy for us in today's culture. But in Jesus's day and time, They did not have electricity. They didn't have the convenience of walking into a room and flipping the light on. If they woke up in the middle of the night and needed to leave a room, they had to do so in the dark and they had no easy means by which to bring light into their darkness. Light was so valuable and so precious uh, and it was quite difficult at times uh, to, to acquire, to have. Uh, you know, even if your uh, lights go off, if the electricity goes off in your house, most of us have uh, flashlights or we have candles with matches. In Jesus' day and time, they didn't even have matches. 
Uh, to go and light a lamp was work. It took time and it, it took intentionality to be able to light even a lamp. And so light is something that today we take for granted. But in, in Jesus's time, light was so, so valuable. But another aspect of light that I think we take for granted many times is that in a dark room, the smallest amount of light can, can pierce through that darkness. It does not take a very strong source of light to make a difference in a dark room. You know, I, I, I have been in situations where um, the electricity's gone off in a storm uh, and I've gone over to a drawer and pulled out a candle and, and a match and I've lit that candle and that, that tiny candle flame can light an entire living room, an entire kitchen or bedroom. The, the tiniest amount of light can make the difference in a room of darkness. And I think that illustration carries over perfectly into what Jesus is saying. The tiniest, the smallest amount of light can make the biggest difference in this world of darkness. It doesn't take much when our world is so dark and so scared and so afraid and anxious. It does not take much light to shine the light of Jesus into the lives of others. And so, of course, this is where I'm going. What do these two illustrations have in common? They are both talking about how we affect the people and the culture around us. Uh, think about the salt for a moment. Salt brings flavor. I don't know about you, but I have salt shakers at my house. Um, when I have a meal, um, uh, many times we will pull the salt out and put it on the table because uh, some of us like a little more salt on our vegetables or our meat or, or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, salt brings so much flavor to the food we eat. It, it enhances it for the better. And so we as followers of Jesus are called to enhance the lives, to bring flavor into the lives of the people and the culture that we're a part of. But, but remember, salt isn't just about flavor. Salt also preserves. It, it keeps things from rotting and decaying. Uh, hear me clearly. We as followers of Jesus can be that preserving aspect to our culture and to the, the lives of the people around us. When we begin a life-changing relationship with Jesus, uh, our lives suddenly uh, move away from being, being rotten and being in a state of decay, and it can move into a state of being preserved and flavored and healthy. And so we're called to bring flavor, to enhance, but also to preserve, to take care, take care of life and to, to watch out and love and care for others and for the culture around us. Um, and, and so I think we are called to make a difference, to affect people and culture around us. Now, before I jump into light again, let me pause and, and steer in another direction for just a moment. I've been talking about salt and light in, in relationship to Jesus. And some of you watching right now may not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And let me say this, if your life 
feels like it's decaying, if you feel like you're in darkness and you need your life enhanced or, or, or brought to life, brought out of that state of rottenness and decay and darkness, you can know Jesus. Jesus can bring you out of your darkness. He can preserve and bring health and enhancement to your life. Uh, Hear me clearly, Jesus was and is the Son of God. He came to this earth, he taught us some amazing things about the kingdom of God. Uh, He lived a perfect, sinless life, and then at the end of his life, he was put on a cross and he died, and that death was not an ordinary death. That death, through the shedding of the blood of Jesus, that death became a sacrifice for us. You see, each and every one of us, the reason we are rotting, the reason we're decaying, the reason we're in darkness is because of something called sin. Sin is that thing that uh, we do, those things that we do that are in disobedience to God's perfect plan for our lives, those commands, those instructions that God has given us to to help us live uh, in goodness and blessing in Jesus. And when we sin, our relationship with God is broken. It's torn apart. And we, 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 that, that sin pulls us away from God and thrusts us into darkness and into decay. And when we begin a life-changing relationship with Jesus, that relationship because of Jesus, that relationship with God is brought back together. And our decay, our rottenness, our darkness is destroyed. And we are brought back into healthiness and preservation and life and light. And so if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, hear me clearly, you can. You can know him as your Lord and Savior. And all you have to do is this. You have to believe in who Jesus was, who he is, what he taught. You have to believe in his death. Uh, You know, I've talked about his death and his sacrifice, but the the best thing of, of all of that is that after he died for your and my sins, on the third day, he rose from the grave. He resurrected. He became, uh, came back to life. And many days later after his resurrection, he rose into heaven. He ascended. And he right now sits at the right hand uh, of God the Father. And if you believe in who Jesus is, that he, who he was, who he is, that he died for your sins, that he rose from the grave, that he's in heaven now sitting at the right hand of, of God the Father, if you believe that and you proclaim that with your mouth, you, you, you say, I believe in Jesus and you live your life for him, you can be rescued from the darkness that your sin has created. You can be rescued from the decay that sin is creating in your life. And please hear me, if you want to know more or you wanna make a decision about your walk, your, your journey, your relationship with Jesus today, please, right now, don't hesitate. Right now, reach out, fill out that Connect card, connect with us in the comments section and whatever uh, platform you're watching right now. Uh, send us a direct message. We've got pastors right now that would love to talk to you about a life-changing relationship with Jesus. So don't hesitate. Don't pause. Go ahead right now. Hit that direct message button. uh, Hit that comment section. Get our attention, and we would love to have that conversation with you right now. 
Your life can be changed. You can be brought out of that decay and darkness and brought into the preservation and the light that can only be found in Jesus Christ. So do that now. Reach out to us right now. So we've talked about salt, how it enhances and how it preserves. And the next illustration is light. And I've gone into what light does and how such a a small light source can penetrate darkness, how it can make a huge difference in in an otherwise dark room. But I want you to look with me in verses 14 and 15. 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So imagine the picture that Jesus uh, is putting together here. Jesus is saying, uh, when you're walking out in the countryside in the darkness, in the night, and you look up, you can see cities up on the hills because of the light that is coming from them. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15, Door, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but instead they put it on a stand and it gives light to the whole house. The, the light is useful only when it's out, when, it, when it's displayed, when it's, when it's left in a place where it can affect, where it can penetrate that darkness. And if you're a follower of Christ right now, that's the key to understanding what Jesus is, Jesus is saying here. Look with me in verse 16 uh, at how he concludes this passage. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. If you're a follower of Jesus, this is the point he's making. He's telling every single one of us how you follow Jesus. Let everyone see that. People need to see your hope. People need to see your joy and and the way that you live your life differently uh, from the rest of the world that's around them. They need to see that you're different because of Jesus. You see, when they see that difference, they're going to desire what you have. They're going to desire Jesus. That's what the statement, they'll, they'll see the God, God in heaven and praise the God that is in heaven. They'll follow Jesus and praise God because of the salt and light that you show them. This is all about leading every generation to the life-changing hope of Jesus. That's what this passage is. That's what this passage means. That's what it's all about. Jesus is telling us black and white clearly right here that we are made, we are rescued from our sin so that we can show others the hope of Jesus. That's the point. That's the purpose that we have as followers of Jesus. So what are you doing in this time of COVID-19 to fulfill this mission? What are you doing to lead every generation to the life-changing hope of Jesus? That's the question. That's the, the idea to wrap your mind and your heart around. What am I doing right now to be salt and light in the lives of those around me? What am I doing to show others the, the enhancement, the, the flavor, the preservation, uh, and the light that Jesus can provide to them? What am I doing to make a difference? 
How can I lead others to the life-changing hope of Jesus? Well, there are a lot of things you can do. Let me give you some practical examples right now that I think all of us can do, and some struggle with some of these. And, and so let me, let me point some of these out. The first one is pay attention to what is coming out of your mouth. Pay attention to what you're saying to others. Uh, people are listening People are paying attention to everything you say, every comment you make online, every post that you post on social media. People are listening and watching you. They want to know what makes you different. Uh, and so one of the things I always encourage people to, say, to do uh, when they're uh, paying attention to what they're saying is I, I encourage people to ask this question. Ask this. Is what I'm about to say or post filled with salt and light of Jesus? Is what I'm about to say going to enhance or flavor or preserve or bring light into darkness into the lives of the people who don't know Jesus, who's, who are about to hear or see what I'm about to post? That's what we should be asking ourselves today. Um, you know, before this whole COVID-19 stay-at-home quarantine thing started, uh, we had a campaign going called Who's Your One? Um, and all of us had selected one person uh, that we knew that we had connection with who did not know Jesus. Um, and so I would encourage you right now, maybe this is the, the time for you to reach out, send a text message or email or phone call or whatever it may be, uh, you know, reach out to your one and just check up on them. Just, just ask them, how are you doing? Uh, do you need anything? Is there any way that I can help you in this, in this difficult time? Check on them, begin conversations with them. Um, in that same line of thinking, you could also you know, go out and, and meet your neighbors. You can still do your, your social distancing. You can still keep a distance from people, but be intentional about going outside and, and meeting neighbors. Maybe bake some cookies or something and uh, leave them at a doorstep and thank them for being a great neighbor and, and if they need anything to, to contact you. Um, you know, right now, in this time of quarantine, I think one of the things that people are longing for most is connection. I think people, I know I am, I know my family, I know the people that I, that I have conversations with, people are getting fatigued from the lack of human interaction. Um, and I, I do believe that if you were to reach out to your neighbors or your one uh, or whoever that you have connection with, if you reached out to them and made a connection and, and began conversations, I think people would, would be drawn into that. Um, you know, check up on them and see if they're hurting, uh, if there's anything you can do, serve them, help them. Um, and, and let me say this, if you uh, find a need and you don't have the means to, to take care of that need, please reach out to us. We have uh, resources available so that we can uh, reach out and meet the needs of the people that are around you, your neighbors or your one. And we would love to be able to resource you so that you can make an impact in the lives of the people that are in your neighborhood or in the life of your one. Um, so if you need some help in meeting a need that you've uh, discovered someone has, please uh, send us an email, call the office, let us know. We would love to help you uh, meet that need. So I've talked about 
Uh, pay attention to what you're saying. If you want to be salt and light, pay attention to what you're saying. Reach out to your one. Go out and, and serve your neighbors and love on your neighbors. The, the fourth thing is you could host a watch party for these online services. Uh, it's very easy if you're on, uh, if you have email or, or anything like that, simply share the link. Uh, that you have that we send out every Friday. Share the link uh, with the people around you. Uh, on Facebook, you can actually, on this video, if you go down and click the share button, uh, one of the options under share as you're watching this video once it begins is to host a watch party. And you can begin that watch party and then you can go off to the side and invite specific people to come and join you for the watch party. So you could reach out to a friend on Saturday afternoon and say, hey, I would love for you uh, to join me for uh, my, my church's online worship services. Um, I'm going to start a watch party on Facebook at 9.30 or 11, whatever time you watch. And, and I want you to join me. And so be on Facebook around that time uh, and look for the invite that I'll send you and then join me. And uh, I'd love to talk to you about that. So invite them to the watch party and then invite them afterwards to talk about what they've experienced and answer the questions. Um, so I've talked about pay attention to what you're saying, reach out to your one, uh, reach out to your neighbors and, and see what needs serve your neighbors, uh, host a virtual watch party uh, with, your, with the online services that we have. You can also gather people together for an online discussion group. So if you've got some friends uh, that you think would be interested in doing an online video discussion group, we have the capabilities uh, to set that up for you. And so if you've got some friends uh, that you would like to, uh, you know, sometime during the week have an online discussion or Bible study or just a, a group to catch up and talk, please reach out to us. We would love to set that up for you uh, and give you the ability, equip you to be able to have some, some meaningful connection and conversation, uh, conversations with the people that are around you. Um, and lastly, this one's pretty easy and simple, but we are very much in an online world now. Uh, some of you are not on an online world. Some of you right now are listening to this message uh, through a phone call, and that's great. But if you're an online person, if you're on social media or you use the internet, then you could go on to our social media pages and you can like and comment and share uh, our posts that we put up on social media because here's how that makes a difference. Every time that you like or comment or share a post, whether it's ours or a friend's, every time you like, comment, or share, more people start seeing that. The way Facebook and Instagram works is that when you like or comment, your friends then can see the post that you liked or commented or shared. And so every time you see a, a post from First Southern Baptist Church of Scottsdale and you like that post or you comment on that post or you share that post, that post then gets thrown into the, the Facebook feeds, the Instagram feeds of your friends. And so those people in your uh, circle, in your friends list on social media who don't know Jesus, when you like a, a video or a post or whatever from our church or from any Christian posts, those posts are then thrown up and more people get to see them. Very easy way to be able to be salt and light in this world. 
But, but that's the point. We as followers of Jesus are called to be salt and light. We're called to enhance the lives and the culture around us. We're called to preserve life and culture. We're, we're, we're preserving godliness and the good things of this world. And we bring light through Jesus. We bring light into the lives of the people around us. And so that's what Jesus is telling us today. So what are you doing to be salt and light to those around you? What are you doing today? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do this week where you can intentionally be salty, where you can be light, where you can make a difference in the name of Jesus in the lives of people around you who don't know him? What are you doing to share the life-changing hope of Jesus with those who don't know him? That is the question that I want you to ask. And, and I want you to be intentional this week about doing things that actually will lead others to that life-changing hope of Jesus. So ask yourself that question today. Don't forget, uh, we've got pastors right now that uh, are answering questions and, and creating discussion in the comments section. Uh, so if you've got ideas or questions about how to make a difference in the lives of the people around you in, in this unique situation, please throw us a comment right now. Go in the comments section, ask your question, talk about ideas that you have to spread the love of Jesus around to others. Uh, or if you've got questions, please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you uh, in this difficult time. So be salt and light in the lives of the people and the culture around you. Will you join me in prayer? Almighty God, we thank you so much for who you are. And Lord, we thank you for, for saving us, from rescuing us from our sins. And Lord, we thank you that we have the opportunity to lead others to the, the life-changing hope of Jesus. We thank you that we can be salt. We can be light in the lives of the people that are around us. And Lord, I pray right now that you would speak to our hearts in this very moment and that you would show us how we can better be salt and light into the lives of the people around us. Help us to know, help us to, to have a mind of who we're supposed to reach out to uh, and, and talk to and, and, and care for and love on. Help us, Lord, to see how we can better be your witnesses in this world. Help us to see how we can share the gospel of Jesus, the life-changing hope of Jesus with others in this time. Lord, we thank you so much. We praise you for who you are. And we give you all the recognition, all the honor, all the praise, all the glory. And we lift all of this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.